I know a lot of people who also struggle with firing. They know they need to let someone go. Well, okay, so there's there's two sides to this. Sometimes I think that they they just need to fire that person. Yeah. And then there's the other time where they're not doing a good job of leading that person. Yeah. And I've honestly been guilty of both. Yeah. Where I remember with one of our managers, um, I was, I, it was a, a sales manager. Yeah. I was like, hey man, like, why aren't you listening to the calls of the sales team? And he was like, oh, stumbling around or whatever. And it, it just made me mad. I was like, dude, you need to listen to the damn calls. So then that happened. And then a week later, I was like, hey, why do you have them filling out this sheet that's like 20 questions long? Like they don't want to like fill out this sheet. They don't, they don't like it. It's, it's taking up a lot of time. And then that was a problem. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to fire this guy. And someone asked me, um, did you ever tell this guy to do uh, call recordings? And I was like, no, but he's been a sales manager before. He should have known. And they're like, well, do you think that's fair that you're going to fire him even though you never told him to do that task? And I was like, mm, fine. That's, that's fair. Yeah. But what, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, man. I'll unpack that. So first of all, I think we fire a lot of people wrongly because we don't measure the process or manage the process. And the process fails performance seven or eight times. Mm-hmm. Not people. People don't fail. One, only one out of eight times do people fail because of them. Yeah, it actually fails seven or eight times, and I can give you a list of what those are, of process. Process causes failure way more often yeah. than people do, right? Yeah. And because we don't lead the process, we just lead the people. We never see the mistakes in the process or fix it. Yeah. And then we'll fire Joe, hire somebody else to come in, and when John comes in, we see the problem in the process, we train him on it, Yeah. and we fix it, and all of a sudden, John's great. Yeah. We could have salvaged Joe just fixing the process, first yes. of all. Yeah. Second of all, um, a lot of times we, you know, we as leaders expect... And we set a certain level of expectations for our employees without actually communicating that expectation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's our job as leaders to make sure that we communicate properly. Yeah. You know, my dad was in the military 21 years and he used to say that I could, you know, our goal when we go into battle is to eliminate the lines of communication for our enemy. Uh-huh. Why? Because if you take out the lines of communication, battle's over. Yeah. Right. And so it's really important to understand that communication is the number one killer of every successful business. We all communicate properly. 100%. Success, it's the killer of performance. It's the killer of process when we don't communicate it. Yeah. So as leaders, we have to communicate. Yeah. All that to say is there are times you're going to fail as a leader. 100%. And there are times your employees are going to fail you. Yeah. The truth is over time frame, like if a new employee comes to work for me, within 90 days, I'm going to assess whether I have failed them or they have failed me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really matter if it's one or the other. I have to move on. Oh. Because either one, I failed them, yeah, or they have failed me, yeah. So even if you failed them, you'll still let them go, because it's better for them to go build trust with somebody else at that point. Oh, uh, okay. I have failed you. Yeah. I have not led you properly. You don't trust me as a leader now. Yeah. It's in your best interest. Yeah. Not mine, because uh-huh. I could fix it for me. Yeah. Your best interest to move on. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so I assess that every 90 days with new employees because I'm looking for a couple things. I, when I hire someone, I put them, in, I put a quadrants together. I said, this is things I want you to do and never tell me about. These are things that I want you to do. Then tell me how, tell me how you did it. And last is don't do these until we talk. Yeah. 
if 90% of what I've hired you to do isn't in the first column, do it and don't tell me about at the end of the 90 days, either I have failed you or you have failed me. Got it. Okay. Right. I want the results from that 90%. Yeah. And I may have failed you. I may have not set the expectations properly. Yeah. I may have not asked you to call record. I may have done these things that I didn't shouldn't have done. But at that point, it's probably in your best interest to move on. Got it. And there's got to be a reason why I didn't do that a lot of times. Yeah. And drove that, right? Yeah. And so I just want to hit a reset button at that point and get a fresh start for you and me. Yeah. So what is the best, what is, what is the roll called of someone that is building out these processes? Is that what the COO is supposed to do or is that somebody else? No. We have a process ownership box chart in our curriculum. In that process ownership, we talk about the the innovator. The innovator is a visionary of the company. Uh-huh. Their job is to innovate and create the process from the beginning, which is a whole, a lot. whole process for your company. Yeah, who's who's but for every single thing. So for your core processes in your business, uh huh. Who's did it when the company started? Okay. You innovated, you created it in the yeah. beginning. That's, yeah, yeah. You're acting like yeah. 10 years down the road. No, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about at the beginning of the yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You created it. Yeah. So your job is to innovate or create it. Uh-huh. Then the manager's job is to manage it and make sure it gets documented and and, Man- and managed every single day. Got it. Okay. It's the employee's job to help you document the process. Got it. The okay. one that they sit in every single yeah. day, right? Yeah. That's a process owner. Yeah. There's a KPI that goes with that. Every employee in your organization should have a key process indicator that they measure and monitor every single day. Yeah. And the manager should look at that process indicator every single day. So just a manager. What? Yeah. That's the person who is supposed to be, who is supposed to be documenting all these processes. So the manager them. and the employee work in tandem to create it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the person who owns the process that documents the process is the employee. Got it. Okay. But what profile is a good manager? If I'm trying to, if I'm, tr- if I'm looking for someone to come in and from the, the most, the least important process to the most important process, come in, document it, create KPIs. You're talking about, you're talking about a business year leader. You're talking about like an integrator or a CEO of a, of a company, right? Okay. That person that's leading yeah. that. What's the best profile? profile? First of all, it comes, it depends on the niche of that, you, that company. Yeah. Let's say real estate education. Just so res- real, estate, real estate education is going to come up through through your sales and marketing uh-huh. or your operations uh, realm. So uh-huh. typically that person has a higher A profile, someone who's more agnostic, likes to solve problems and can do so agnostically. Okay. Okay. That person's usually a higher B profile that wants more of a need for social interaction. Really? Yeah, because they want to be around, they want to be around people to lead them. But by, but, <laughs> but I, I would think that if they're building processes, they wouldn't want to talk to people. Well, no, they want to make sure the people are following the process. You're talking about the leader of all these different people, not just, yeah. there's not just one position in a company that mm-hmm. their sole job is to document processes. Uh, it's a component of that job. Got right? Okay. It's just like you say, well, what is the ideal profile of somebody that does an appointment? Yeah. Well, they're doing appointments, they're writing contracts, you know, they're making yeah. offers. There's, yeah. there's multiple things yeah. that person is responsible for. Yeah. So an ideal profile of somebody who's leading and managing a process is the same person who's leading and managing people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have to have some level of a higher B profile to be able to want to be around people. Yeah. The C is usually a little lower. It's mm-hmm. usually a little bit more driven. Once you get things done quickly, the D usually hooks back to some level of structure. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's usually like captain... Sometimes a strategist, depending on where the B falls, uh, depends on how many people they're leading again. Yeah. If you're a small organization, you have no people, then it's just a high A, high D profile. It could be a low B. Yeah. Right? Because they're not, a, they're not managing monitoring people. Yeah. Right? If it's an integrator or a manager of an t- IT company, 
that's not a lot of people that they're interacting with. It's yeah. just purely process. Probably looking for strategists in that. Somebody that's high A, high D, lower, lower B. So again, we ask that question, what's universally the best profile? Yeah. Well, there's like 18 different thousand different ways to look at that, um, right? So yeah. that's where coaching comes in, right? Yeah. I have to look at your business and say, all right, based on your business, and here's another component that has to come in. What's your profile as a leader? Yeah. Because I don't want to hire somebody who's just like you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So yeah. like- We made I, that mistake also. Yeah. We would always hire salespeople. And I made this joke on one of the other podcasts. I was like, at some point, we need to hire someone that knows how to use a CRM. Yeah. Because all of us are freaking yeah. not that guy. Well, it, I think that's a mistake. I see a lot, actually, in real estate is you get a bunch of Maverick-type profiles that don't like processes, don't like CRMs. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're going to force them to do this. And yeah. I don't understand why most companies, my recommendation is hire a sales admin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go find yourself a sales admin. That's a guardian. Uh-huh. High C, likes process. High D, likes to do it right. Mm-hmm. They're not agnostic. They're absolute opposite profile of a Maverick. Yeah. And take all that mundane uh-huh. administrative stuff off of yourself, people play and quit soaking up their time with non-revenue producing activity. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not on revenue. Yeah. We look at a process and we look at it. Does it bring value to our customer? Is it essential to our business? Mm-hmm. And if it's not essential or it doesn't bring value to our customer, then the salespeople, your core players shouldn't be doing that process. Okay. Right? Think about yeah. it. If it doesn't bring value to your customer, it's not generating revenue. Yeah. A CRM is only in a process is only essential to your business. It doesn't bring value to the customer at all. Exactly. So why are you having your MVP do that process? Yeah. Anything that's not high value and high essential, your MVP should not touch. Got it. 